In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. All I know is this. If I were to win the Masters, I would tell one of the sponsors, left chest, right sleeve, left sleeve, collar, I'd say, you're sending a private jet, and I'm (laughs) flying home in style. How about that? Hideki Matsuyama wins the Masters, and he's seen at Concourse F6, waiting for his plane at Hartsfield. How about them apples? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a tradition unlike any other. I stole that from Jim Nance, of course. It is the recap of the Masters tournament here on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom. It is golf season. Get geared up by going to Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. All the latest in clubs, fitting, apparel, accessories, and more. They've got it at Golfdom and on the web at golfdomgolf.com. John Ronis is in the Mobile Strike studio here in a random parking lot. We've, we're going to have John Gould and Ron Thomas on the phone. But before we go any further, we should talk to a man who was on the grounds Ooh. at Augusta, Buddy Christensen, owner, operator, and chief bottle washer for Golfdom Golf. Good, good afternoon, uh, Mr. Christensen. How was it, my friend? Oh, man. It's it is it's just so special down there. It's, uh, it's just it's never any different other than absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> now, you, of course, being in the business with plenty of connections, you've been a few times. Do you know what number this is for you? You know, I was trying to think about that because people have asked that. I think it's about 10, but sadly, I got got to go through and look at every year's tickets because I've kept them all, and I got to count exactly what it is. But uh, but welcome to the radio business. Now, hate mail will start pouring in. How dare you? And and you know what? It sounds terrible. And you go, anytime you go, you assume it's the last time you'll ever be because it's a safe assumption. And um, but it, it's just, it's such a special place. So how was it having been nine times before in a very limited attendance masters? It must have, must have been a golf watcher's dream. It was crazy. I mean, you, you could not, I don't recall a time where you couldn't get on the rope. So in other words, <laughs> never more than one deep. Now, Around number one, at the right angle, you know, there was three or four deep, maybe, uh, off the first tee. Um, trying to think. Uh, there was really nowhere you couldn't get on the rope. I don't, I don't remember a single time having to, like, lean around somebody to see a shot, which you normally do, right? But it was, it was so um, surreal to have yeah. there so few people there. What day were you there or days? I was there Friday, Saturday, and I okay. flew out Saturday night. So literally, I had to leave the course at four, and that storm rolled in, right. like literally as we walked out. So we caught great weather the whole time. It was a little overcast, but never got warm. Never, it was kind of perfect. Um, but the course was, you know, playing difficult, and it looked like it it got a little easier uh, Saturday night. So did the greens look as brown and mottled in person <clears throat> as they did on television? 
No, I didn't think so. Yeah. And there was a couple where, you know, because there's so many undulations that you can look down on some greens. So you saw it more when you were, you know, up above a few greens. Right. Because I saw it on Thursday. Obviously, we got down there. We played uh, Thursday afternoon. I watched the replay that night, and it's like, wow, it's going to be really brown. And it, it was brown, but it wasn't like you saw on TV. It felt a little greener than that. Who did you follow on Friday and on Saturday? So we didn't follow anybody for too long. We we were kind of we hopping were on around. 13. Yeah, we, we hung out on 13. But the cool spot that we found was 5 green, 6 T, mm. 16 green, 15 green. You could see all four wow. from, from, you know, you'd walk 5 feet this way, then 5 feet that way, and then back like a little triangle. And you could see... You know, all four of those greens, five, five, we were betting total group score on 13 and it ended up coming down so low that it was the same uh, bet as we had on number five. Five's just brutal. Yeah. It's, it's, Ugh. it's, they, they made better scores than you'd expect and still two guys would bogey it on a, on a, every group. So, um, but that was those. And then, and then the other good spot that, that I like is by the three green and you can see the four uh, T shot, but guys are trying to drive it. Several, uh, four or five guys drove number three when we were there. Um, Bubba missed it to the right, made an unbelievable shot, and it still went 15 feet by from from the from the right side. And you can kind of see six green from turning around there. Yeah, so yeah. you can kind of, um, and you could see their second shots on two, just because the the crowd right. was so light. Um, and and while we're standing there, uh, here comes a, a little single mobile cart and Joe Montana's riding on. No I guess he, way. Come on. He, I guess he banged up his ankle or did something. The and sketchers. it just looked like, it looked like a 90 year old guy riding it, except he didn't look, he looked in shape and, and younger than that, but it was just like this little mobile cart thing going around and he's, that's a, it up that's an outrage. I don't forward. care if he really, is Joe Montana. Yeah. No carts. I, right? No carts in um, Augusta. It who was, else did, it was who very else, odd. Who else did you see celebrity-wise? I saw a photo of one Ryan Fitzpatrick, your new QB1 for oh, your Washington really? football team. He was there. No, I, I didn't see him. I would have noticed the beard, right? Yeah, but, exactly. Um, we saw uh, Condoleezza Rice. Um, well, she's a member. You know, the, the green jackets are, are around. So you see all of them and she, she's, I've seen her there before. She, she's always out and active. Um, and we walked by her one time and she was talking with Jerry Rice, ironically huh. enough. So, huh. <laughs> so we saw Jerry Rice and then Joe Montana. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if we, it, I don't remember seeing too many other celebrities, but I heard, uh, Peyton Manning was there and I guess he's a member now. Sounds about right. Good. <laughs> Good. And, uh, that burning and, tree, Augusta. Why not? Just yeah. let Peyton be every. He's a good golfer, though. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I think he's in, he's a dedicated golfer, and and uh, and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey were there evidently, but I didn't yeah. see them. Mahomes but, uh, really, Mahomes really good golfer. He's good at everything. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah he's an actor. Yeah, and you know, well, and the other thing is, everybody had masks on, right? So, oh, right. sometimes there was some rapper there that I don't, I didn't know who he was, white rapper from somewhere, um, <laughs> that they said, I think that's so and so, and, um, but yeah, with the masks on, you still, it's hard to recognize people. Yeah. yeah. That said, on Saturday, when you normally hear the roars of Moving Day, was it a bit disappointing with the light crowds and the weather? in which you didn't have that traditional Saturday moving day roars? I bet it was more disappointing watching it than it was there. I mean, 
you're just, it's just, it was such a cool experience. You kind of forgot about that, that part. Right. I did watch it on Sunday and it, it, it was missing that for sure. And, and, and you, you felt like you could be as loud as you wanted to be, but you still felt kind of like you need to be quiet because yeah. you just felt like there's somebody right over there on that hole and right over there on that hole. And you know, those holes are close to each other. You see these guys standing on uh 8t waiting for the guy to put out on one green like that's happened when it's crowded so it was kind of magnified with uh yeah. with so few people there all right exit question did you as a equipment guy crane your neck to peer into the bags of all the tour pros to see what they had you know I, yeah i i certainly do i can't recall i mean you saw what justin rose was playing yeah mizuno's Mizuno Irons, M1 driver. So I'm there with yeah. TaylorMade guys. And they told me, by the way, on Thursday that Rose was lost. Like, he is just, <laughs> he has no shot. Yeah. And then we get we get to the house, and he shoots 65 the first day. Right. So Sounds um, like golf to me. I'm yeah, lost. Exactly I got no shot right. 65. So for those that don't know, the M1 driver is how That's old? That's a lot of old. Three, how many, three how many? generations, so it's at least, it's about four years old. So it's M1, it's M1, be, it's M1, M2, <laughs> M3, M4, actually M5, M6, right. Sim, and then the Sims, Sim 2. and now we're on Sim 2. Yeah, you're right. So I don't think he's, he, I don't think he's under any contract at all. I mean, obviously playing Mizuno Irons and, and the TaylorMade Woods, but, uh, but yeah, just to go back to that, that and just so seems was like it, he's it was grasping. White. That's so funny. Yeah, Whitehead. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. The old, the old right. eggshell. Yeah, crazy. Oh my God. It was a good driver, actually. No, it was. It was. And he obviously felt like he had something. Obviously, it worked pretty well yeah. for him. But, uh, wow. <laughs> you know, I heard I heard Ollie, uh, Marie, Jose Maria Alathabal, he rolled yeah. up with a bubble burner. No, from, he did not. Yeah, say yeah, yeah no, the old no, copper headed tailor made circa 95. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Careered <laughs> you're lying, it with it. You're lying. You're okay, lying. maybe I'm exact. I, that was what I heard. It was the rumor. Mm -hmm. I can't say well, that. Well, sure. it's about the last time he played, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He hadn't cashed a check in six years, is what they said. That's incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, look, buddy, uh, congratulations on number 10, and I'm glad you went down there firsthand scouting. Next year, we hope it's full throttle like it normally is. And uh, we'll make sure to send everyone into the store to ask you further questions about it. And uh, we appreciate you popping on this week. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Uh, have a great show, and we will look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right, we go from Buddy Christensen to our usual panelists, Ron Thomas and John Gould, currently joining us on the phone. Good evening, boys. How are we doing? Mr. Thomas? Doing great. Just got off the golf course. Nice. As we were good yeah, for I know you. We're recording this, Johnny Ghoul, How are you, buddy? I'm great. Good to join you guys finally. Uh, I just also got off the golf course. Different reason though. Uh, officiate the match play tournament, but uh, oh, nice. So good to be outdoors. Did you lay down any merciless rulings in which you looked no. dead eyed into the competitor and said, "I'm uh, sorry. I, There's nothing I, I can do." I save those for Potomac Cup uh, issues. <laughs> and and you do <laughs> right. Frank Romano, you'll never forget that day. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's start with you, Ron Thomas. What'd you think of the Masters, buddy? Uh I thought the winner was I thought it's a great story who won. Um, obviously for a lot of reasons that I don't think I need to go into, but Well, it's I a golf, golf show. You might want to get into it. 
Well, it's because he's <laughs> Japanese and he's the first Asian or first oh, Japanese okay. player to win. I mean, that's it. Okay, but that's what I'm, you mean. Okay, I thought you didn't yeah, want to get into a, his game or his no, backstory no, no, no. or where he's come no, from, just, all that good stuff. I want to hear that from you as a player. Well, I want to talk about the Greens. I'm surprised the Greens were... We're going to get firm. we're going to get to the greens. Let's talk about Matsuyama. <laughs> Hold on. John Ronis, help we, us out here. Talk God, about the winner for Ronnie, us. Ronnie, we need a little foreplay. Okay? <laughs> Can't just jump right on the greens. I've never been Hey, I've never been never good, been at, good that. at that. <laughs> well, Ronis. look, Matsuyama is a great story. First of all, he came on the scene Duh. in 19 year Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> came on the scene. Here we go. He's he won the Asian amateur. He came on the scene. He was the the, the uh, low amateur at the Masters. He he went through the uh, next great phase of the uh, savior for Asian golf and certainly for Japanese golf. And he didn't live up to those right off the bat. Certainly didn't win the major until he just won this one. He then recently went through a let's face it a little swing change which sometimes when you change that heartbeat by getting rid of the pause at the top, you change everything about what you're trying to do. Doesn't he still pause no. a little? Not, no. Not no. as much not as, as he used yeah. to. No, he really doesn't noticeable. pause. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they went through that because they thought the transition under pressure would sometimes get a little bit quick or at least out of sync. So, you know, this is someone who, again, was, was anointed Certainly Japanese golf. Right. And he had to go find it just like a lot of these guys did. You just don't hear about it. The fact that he had a child and got married and no one knew about it. And he runs his life privately and he still has made it to the top. But he had to go through those trials and tribulations like a normal player does and change something that was obviously a heartbeat to him, that pause at the top. So I commend him for for everything that he's done. And I just think the class shown by him and his caddy, which I'm sure we'll get to, was just phenomenal for kids that's the culture. and Americans to see. That's, that's the culture. That's that's the culture. I get it, but it's a humble still, culture. still, you don't have to do that stuff. We all should be humble. You don't have to do that I stuff. Know. They did it. So I commend John, him. John Gould, your thoughts on Mr. Mariama? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great highball hitter, which has always been, uh, something that you would always serve him well at Augusta, but mm-hmm. he was never deemed to be a good enough putter to ever really do anything. And that was always what was holding him back. And and clearly he had it going uh, there this year. And his scrambling was, I don't know if he ended up setting the record or not. I know it was close. Uh, and I don't know how he, you know, with those closing bogeys, I don't know if he ended up setting the record. Uh, what record? But he, a lot of different missed, stats. He missed, percentage. he was, missed 22 greens and he got up and down 16 times. Right, so there's a scrambling Lord percentage. Have mercy. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he was at eighty something percent, and you know somebody had done eighty six or whatever. And, and, and the question was whether he was going to beat the record, or the percentage, or not. And I don't, I don't know that he did or not. But clearly, that was all that was holding him back. And you know, this, it, you know, it's one of these other things that could be a springboard because that high ball flight that lands soft, and he's a pure, you know, ball striker, can serve you well in a lot of places on on the PGA Tour. Um, so, you know, you never know if it might be a springboard for him. Not that. And, and huh? go ahead, Ron. Well, I, I was just going to say I, something that's surprising about me. I, I think the more that we talk about this, it's come, I'm coming to the realization that for me, it was kind of a blah masters. It was. Oh, it was. It was clearly. Yeah. And you know, CBS averaged 9.45 million viewers for the mm-hmm. final round. 
which is the lowest Ever. since 1993. So, well, it's the lowest springtime Masters. They're not counting last year's fall event. But the 5.5 rating, which is not millions, but the raw Nielsen rating, mm-hmm. not only is it the lowest ever, but for comparison, and let's throw out 2020 in the fall, let's throw out the Tiger win, which was a 9-9, which is a once-in-a-lifetime sort of thing. 2018, Patrick Reed, not a very popular player winning, 7.9. So that's mm-hmm. a full two and a half rating points higher. And Danny Willett, a complete scabroon who came from behind to beat Jordan Spieth in 2017, still at a 6.8 rating, which is a full point and a half almost higher. And these are and the obvious reason for this. The obvious reason is because Tiger Woods was not playing. Yeah, four right. stroke lead after after Saturday. I mean, when you when Willett won, it wasn't like people didn't watch it. They were watching it when Spieth was leading, and he yeah. and he fell apart on twelve. You know, they didn't yeah. turn the TV off at that point. He had so. a five stroke lead, I think, after nine. Why don't we talk about ten. Why don't we talk about the Tiger in the room, which is this tournament post Tiger Woods being a relevant competitor. Of course, it's going to go on. Of course, it's going to be wonderful. But it's going to struggle to find its way. Tiger has defined Augusta for 25 years now. And Phil. I hate to say it, but and Phil. And Phil. So, Who made the cut, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but those two are the characters. Those are the... Protagonist con- one, protagonist yeah, two. It's the Nastasi and mm-hmm. Lendl and Borg and McEnroe. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with here. And when they go away, we have to spend a little bit of time to find those new characters. We'll find them. They'll be somewhere. Well, they got to perform. You know, the, the, the star is absolutely crapped out this year for the most part. Right. Dustin Johnson, mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka with a knee, Jason Day, Cantley, uh, Garcia, Thomas Westwood. On Saturday and Sunday. Thomas shot himself in the foot yeah. multiple times. I mean, they, the only guy that showed up really was Spieth and Shoffley. Now, Shoffley's an interesting one. I love him, as I'm sure most of you guys do. He's a great player. So slippery to have any angle on him, have any hook on him, <laughs> good or bad. Am I wrong yeah. about no, that? No, you're right. It, it, no, you're right. The and only hook is he'll do top five in a major. He won't win, yeah. but he'll do top he's five. He's starting you know, to get a little bit he's of a... Always... Go ahead, John. Go ahead. He's... Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, always a place bet, right? Not a, not a win. <laughs> he's... Place horse. He's starting to get a reputation <laughs> as a non-winner. Okay. And he's a great player, obviously, but he's yeah. he's going to be in the Azinger category. All right, what about Bryson's week? Uh, he said, disaster. He said afterwards, he said, "I may never figure this place out." Well, he's at a well, slight disadvantage right away because he doesn't even get to use one of his tools, which is his green reading book, because that's outlawed oh. in his in his compass. So, yeah, so that's <laughs> I hate to say. I mean, that's he depends on that stuff. Wow, right? So that's gone. I didn't even know that they outlawed those at Augusta. Yeah, so yeah, that's one yeah. of the things. And then let's face it: the angles that he's taking all, on all angles at Augusta, you have to be very, very precise. And he stunk. He's not precise, and, and yeah. he didn't hit it well either. <laughs> And, so, and if if I'm, angles that aren't meant to be ta- taken, right? Thank you, know, you. You come in from a green, not on the fat part, but on the really right. skinny part. You know? Thank it's you. Just, Thank you, John Gould. I'm, I'm about to ask Ron this question. Is it possible that DeChambeau's overthinking it at Augusta? <laughs> yeah, I, that's part of it. But I also think that he's feeling, I'm not sure if it's pressure or embarrassment or a combination of the two or letting his fans down or knowing that the cameras are on him and him not performing, but 
his it, it, his antics are tired. It's ti- <laughs> they're tired. Do you do you um, think karma is biting him for the comments about par sixty seven? Yeah, he has only hit sixty seven once since he said it, and that was <laughs> yeah. Saturday or coincidence or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's funny you Friday, say is he overthinking it? I mean, that's his thing. That's his shtick. That is right? his shtick. You're right. He th- overthinks everything, and I think this is him. You know, it's just catching up to him that you, there's some things you can't you can't do I, that way. I, right? I, you, you, I, you know, I I don't think he over. I mean, he took a very cerebral approach to the Players Championship. And left the driver in the bag quite often. So I just think he hasn't figured Augusta out. I think he's barking up the wrong tree. I think he's going to have to go into that with three woods and hybrids and things like that. How well, cerebral How cerebral did he look on the driving range with VJ Singh watching him? I mean, that is one of the, some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. How about what that? Total. It's like a sideshow or whatever they're yes. called, you know? But, but it's, it, it supposedly has a purpose. It's called speed training. Ronas, do you endorse yeah, speed training? You know what? We're getting into the... I don't want to say that you don't understand what's going on, but the fact oh, is that he's playing that he, card, everybody. The, the, he's got a plan, and it's worked, guys. I mean, it has worked. Okay, he won a U.S. Yeah. Open, and the fact is that that's part of the routine. It's like he's lifting weights on the practice tee. It's just part of the routine. Yeah. So you can't dispute. I love v- the v- results. VJ watching. VJ looking at. Well, VJ was admiring it because VJ is a noted workout. And ball banging maniac himself, and he's probably like, man, I respect that. I'll tell you a quick story. I was down in 1998 at TBC Sawgrass, and we had a little PGA player thing, and VJ was back there hitting balls. Yeah. Well, at the whole time talking to us, all the other stuff. Well, I went to two weeks ago to Sawgrass to see one of my or a player um, play for Wake Forest. His brother went over to TBC Sawgrass. Who was he hitting balls with? VJ Singh. Oh yeah. I mean, he might have never left that. No, range. he gets free range balls right. there, yeah. and and soup on Tuesdays. So all he's not going to leave that as a tour player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all day long. No, it's a good deal. He loves it actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, weighted years. weighted five iron, heavy balls. Yeah. He does. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, Ron. Uh, exit question before we get to our quick nine segment, which will all be Masters related stuff anyway. But the greens, which were brown and mottled, at least from the aerials that we saw on the ground. Buddy said it didn't look as brown as it did on TV. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm thinking that maybe they thought some weather was coming. Maybe they thought that and it, it did. was going to get, yeah, maybe more weather. I, right. Oh, I mean, the obvious thing, or not the obvious thing, but sounds like you were not happy would, at the. What, no, but what what I think maybe happened is all this talk about the distance and all this talk about these guys are going to eat up. You know, any golf course they play, maybe they just said, you know what, 18 is not going to win here. 18 under or 19 or 20 is not going to win here. We're not going to have it. That's what I think. But, uh, you know, yeah. John Gould, you know setups and you know tournament directors and their mindsets well. It looked like the Masters for the first time ever said, hey, U.S. Open, how do you do it again? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Starve the greens and then just it, keep it, them right on a knife's edge. Exactly. I mean, they have so much at their disposal at Augusta, right? They got the sub air system, and so they could just lay water down and then suck it right out, you know, and all that, that kind of stuff. Um, but I do agree that, you know, hey, if we would have seen that brown on Sunday, you know, you go, oh well, you know, they they kind of kept it uh, on edge, but they were really trying to get it, uh, you know, uh, 
very quick and all that stuff. And then on Sunday, it just kind of showed. But it was showing on Thursday. Right. That was the thing that was a little disturbing to me that, you know, watching the early rounds and seeing that. And what is what is amazing, though, which I still quite, you know, if you took there was like a there was a 65 right by Rose on Thursday. Uh, there was another low round. There was a low round each day, uh, despite the fact that those greens were just insane. You know, I guess you count, you, you can't quite count Saturday because of the weather delay and, and uh, you know, what Matsuyama was able to do when the, when the greens actually had moisture on it. But uh, I, I agree with Ron. I think they were anticipating rain on Thursday night that was going to really soften the greens and it really barely rained. It, it just, you know, sprinkled and, uh, you know, and you, they just, uh, they didn't right. get as You enough. need multi-layers of things that get these players these days. You can't have just greens or just this or just right. that. The fact that there's no rough on the golf course. Right. You can't expect yep. them to not and, and par fives that are virtually all reachable. Not virtually. Yep. I mean all every reachable. one of them's reachable easily. Yeah. And you have no rough. So you can't play like that. So the the fact is, if they don't want to see let's face it, Matsuyama should have been 14, 15, you know. Dumb. Under. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be the norm now. And those things were hard, those greens. They are dying. Let's face it. I don't care what <laughs> the number is. I just want a great, thrilling back nine. And we didn't have that. We Thank had you. Defensive, Thank you. We had defensive U.S. Openified yes. golf. The winner yes. made four bogeys in the final seven holes. Do you know in 2017 when Sergio won, the top five players had four bogeys combined? Mm-hmm. On the back nine. Mm-hmm. And Sergio won at minus nine. The back nine is meant to be a demolition derby, sprint to the finish, last lap at Talladega, thrills and chills, wipeouts and surges. And we didn't have that because I think they've got the course set up in a way that is starting to look more and more like a U.S. Open. But hey, yes. you know, so and, well, they, and they don't have more. any rough. So it's well, not I, a U.S. Open. I'm, a, I'm in favor of growing it. Yeah, you gotta take, start you know, growing. Take the take the first cut up a half an inch. Just see what happens. Right, it may did suck for a year, but nine? just see what happens. Did what? you guys notice on nine that the, you know the downhill part of the drive there? They actually took away the second cut, so the balls would roll into the to the uh, pine straw. Yes, I saw I that. I, uh, Jordan, and, I think, did it on one of the days where it was just rolling and rolling and rolling, and didn't stop until it's pine straw. And I believe, and, and, and there's, I, yeah. Hey, there's something else we need to mention is the fact that there maybe the ratings were down also because. One of the great draws of Sunday at the Masters is the crowd and the roars and just the whole aura of the place. And we didn't have that. And as a result, we also didn't have, uh, like you said, uh, Steve, that thrilling back nine because we didn't have any of those roars. No. Augusta is the roars. And without the roars, it's not quite Augusta. Also, one more thing just on the way out. And I, I... hate to say this, he's a nice guy, but I think the Marco Miro retrospective leading the Masters telecast probably killed ratings as well. (laughs) I set my DVR to erase hard drive, then set on fire when I saw that was the one. Does not help. All right, when we come back, a quick nine, Augusta style, second nine, as the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom rolls on. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants.
you are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. We're back. Zabe here. John Ronis in the Mobile Strike studio. John Gould and Ron Thomas on the phone. Boys, here we go. A quick second nine at the Masters. By the way, is there another course in the world or tournament that goes with first nine, second nine? And where did that phraseology come from? No. Who knows, right? I don't know. It's a bit pretentious, isn't it? Very. It's like, come on now. Okay. Very. All right, number 10. Here we go. Quick nine. Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters with exquisite scrambling. I think the up and down from behind 18 on Saturday was the most amazing thing ever, the way he just (sighs) dribbled it gently down the slope. What is the best way, boys, for the average player to improve their creativity in the short game? We'll start with you, Mr. Ronas. How about hitting it on the center of the club? That would would help. (laughs) Instead of hitting chips off of toes and skulls okay. and high on the face. Okay. There's well, no control over the ball at that You're point. not talking about your typical Johnny Butterknife who yeah. can't do anything. I'm right. talking if you're a good player who can chip reliably, how do you improve your creativity? By learning how to use the bottom of the club, the okay. bounce of the club. You taught me that last spring. Yeah. Ron Thomas, you're a wizard with the short game. What's the best way to improve creativity? Simple. Ball position. Okay. Such as if you want to hit if you want to hit it high, you play it up in your stance. You okay. and you let the club work more the club head work more out in front of you. Uh, if you want to hit it low, you play it back in your stance and you adjust your. Uh, you don't have to always hit a fifty eight or a sixty degree. All get right. your wedge out. Get your eight iron out. Get your six iron out. John Gould. Yeah, I mean the, the other guys are probably more qualified to answer this question, but <laughs> I just I just see guys when they practice chipping they put it just off the edge of the green and uh and practice where they could basically be putting i mean nobody <laughs> right. ever puts it in a bad spot where 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 our balls end up it's usually a bad spot so in the corner of a bunker when you got a weird stance or you're you, you're buried lie in, in long grass but a short you short-sighted yourself you can't nobody use your chipper that. from there though you can't but goals goal is right though i see a lot of guys are like and I'm sitting there watching him going, you're a foot off the green. Taking divots right. that go on the green. <laughs> I'm like, you're really going to chip that one, yeah. huh, Sevy? All right, Chunky. maybe you want to put it. Chunkin Hole run. number 11, quick nine. Will Zalatoris should absolutely be given a modified way into the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup playoffs despite the current rules effectively locking him out no matter what he does from here on out. Change my mind. John Ronis. I can't. I I am so all in favor of earning your place, and he is earning his place. So under no circumstances can I change your mind that he should be locked out. So you would change. You would create a wormhole in this unusual circumstance. Well, because he doesn't have status in order to play in the FedEx Cup. Correct. Despite the fact he's going to be top ten in money probably when it's all said and done. The status is the fact that he has earned that many points in the events that he has played. Right. So who cares about status? All right, Ron Thomas, your thoughts. Uh, put him in. He's a. I think he's a future star. He just. Well, he already is a star, as far as I'm concerned, okay. by, based on this performance. But yeah, I mean, you can't keep the guy from being. He is a star, and we need to watch him play. He's and got now, putter. Now to John Gould. Mister Rules are mm-hmm. rules. Otherwise, <laughs> as Kramer once said, "There's chaos, there's Jerry." Chaos. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I actually do agree that, uh, it, it, first of all, rules are rules. But, hey, you need to be able to have an exception for things like that. We saw it happen last year with, with what was the girl's name, Popoff, that won yes, the British Open yes. and, and couldn't mm-hmm. join the tour. Similar but different. You know, And then I think, I heard this, but I don't know for a fact that he actually could make the Ryder Cup team but not be able to play in the in the tour championship. I, yes. I think that's he, correct. Well, he can't qualify for the Ryder Cup team. But he could be selected. He could be a captain's pick. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> How crazy that is that? Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think more and more this is going to happen, you know, especially with the Corn Ferry Tour and, I, you know, that where he's a member. That's the issue. He's a member of the Corn Ferry Tour, not the regular PGA Tour. And, um, you know, the, when someone performs well in a major, that's the issue, right? The same thing with, happened with Popoff when she won the British, when right. it was British Open. Um, you know, there's got to be some kind of – exclusion, you know, to get him in because now he's in all the rest of the majors, right? So it's it's, it's strange. Yeah. Does everybody does everybody love this kid or do they love this kid? I love this kid. Oh, it's cool. The, the picture of him with Happy Gilmore's caddy uh, is just hilarious. It's right really back, good. Back. Yeah. yeah. All right, hole number 12. Would you rather, A, get to play Augusta but in very cold conditions, 50 and windy at the end of the season of the fall, or B, be given the permission to camp out overnight on a mild early May night anywhere you want on the golf course, you and a girlfriend, and walk the grounds at moonlight. Which would you rather? That's a no-brainer for me. I'm playing yeah. in any case. Got to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ronnie? Well, I'm intrigued by the whole girlfriend thing. Is my wife there or is it just me and my girlfriend? <laughs> that's very important. I can't believe you guys. Well, I guess I can. Screw playing it in 50 and windy with the leaves all coming down. Camp out and listen to the Georgia Pines. Feel I play with snow the, on the ground. energy. Walk around. Imagine waking up. You unzip your tent. You're right there by Ray's Creek on twelve. You and your smoking hot twenty-five-year-old girlfriend, because you're twenty-six. <laughs> and well, now and you're, you're bringing Ronnie back into the place. <laughs> you're back, Keep Ronnie. Talking. Keep talking. Keep going. Can we play our way back to the clubhouse? Play, yeah. uh, play even quarter three. You can not golf. <laughs> you can do anything but golf. <laughs> night putting. Night putting. Putting, putting at night. night. <laughs> yes. With- All right. Hole number thirteen here. Quick nine. If you were on a cross-country flight. Sitting next to Jim Nance in first class, and he leaned over and asked you, so, friend, what do you think of the way we do the broadcast at CBS of the Masters? What would you tell old Jimmy Nance? I would say that they do an excellent job. It, I would say, I hate to say it, maybe I'm just getting a little bit older, it's starting to get a little syrupy for me. Starting? Yeah. I mean, I always love the syrup. I like syrup, actually. I like syrup, too. I like syrup a lot, actually. Uh, but I would say it's getting a little bit syrupy, and I do think that maybe someone should stand up and talk about the verbiage. Because when I I almost blew a gasket when I heard Dottie Pepper, and I love her. I think she I like does a Dottie great too, job. Yeah. But when she said, we'll just call it organic matter. Oh, God. And I just was like, well, why? Well, why do we need this nonsense? This came up in previous years. They didn't want them calling them mud balls. I know it. I know it. I know there's, why. Why? Why? So there, there's no mud yeah, down here at Augusta. Please. There's mud everywhere. <laughs> so I'm sorry. But All when right. she said, we'll just call it organic. Ron, Ron Thomas, what would you say to Jim Nance if he asked you? First of all, I'd love to even just talk to Jim Nance. So I would never say anything 
negative to him, and I don't think there's any reason to. I will say, thanks to you, Steve, uh, Ian Baker Finch is just not my <laughs> cup of tea. Have I? Have I? Have I? Have I, have I, mean, I you ruined it for me because yeah. I pointed out that they say nothing. And Ian Baker Finch is apparently the nicest guy in the world, but he says nothing while putting out this vibe like, I'm the nicest guy in the world. Don't you love me? I'm so nice. I'm so gentle. Yeah. And it gets to be a bit much. I don't want that in my announcers. I want analysis. He's a good homer, though, because he was talking a lot about the Aussies. Of course he is. Yeah, he's a, he, he's yeah. a good homer. Okay. Uh, Mr. Gould, what would you say to Nance? I, I would tell him two things. One, I, I love the 8K camera. That was fantastic. Yeah. Dreamy, dreamy yes. cam. Built yeah. for that. I call it dreamy yeah. cam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Golf was built for that. You know, occasionally we get it uh, in and out of commercial for football, but golf, you could follow them all the way up the, the, the uh, fairway walk, and so that was one. But my second thing is, is kind of the, my primary point is it's just not enough. You know, we need more shots. We need more hours. You know, I, I was two screening it all all four days. So I'm trying to watch it on TV and I'm watching it on the app and the master's app is, uh, I know Sadie talks on social media. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's so crystal clear. Uh, you know, you can watch four once and I mean, it's insane how good it is. I wish the TV show were that good that we could see that many shots. I mean, I was literally watching it on the app and they'd show it six or seven minutes later on on the TV, and, and it was, you know, yeah. but, so that's what maybe, it, uh, to to uh, Ron's point, Mr. Nance, I love what you do. I just want more of it. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it as a negative. I just want more shots. You know, they, they should open coverage at noon. We don't need to wait till 2 or 3 o'clock, and, and we, you know, so. And the best more. thing is, is we don't have commercials. Now i got to go back to watching golf with these commercials. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Just, I, would say, tough. I would say to Nance, I would say, Jim. I love you. You're one of my favorite announcers. You're really, really good. You're really this close to becoming a cliche with how you approach Augusta. You've got to bring some energy. You got to bring some edge. You got to treat this like a sporting event because that's what it is, Jim. It's a sporting event for God's sake. I think okay? it's a membership application. Is is he a member at Augusta? I don't know. But he is he, not a member. But I, I have not seen like him. He can't, he's got to be syrupy or else okay. that goes well, away. Well, you know? that understood. He is he's going out of his way for the branding of him as that. Hello, friends. Well, of course. All oh, right. yeah, and he names he names the members. He said, like, "Oh, there's Billy Payne, you know, over uh-huh. there by the driver." And he uh-huh. knows all the members, he and he yeah, calls them out on the the broadcast, and they love it. They yeah. Love it. yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Jerry Schlitznitz. He's a good yeah. guy. Coach Lou He owns a he owns a easy go distributorship down in Macon. He oh likes to do some putting at night with the daughter of the dean. <laughs> All right, hole number 14. If there was one hole at Augusta that you think is ripe for a major redesign, and I'm talking almost a total makeover, I'm talking bulldozers, which hole would that be? Don't say I wouldn't touch it. That's I not can. an option. you got to take dozers to one hole. I would say I've four. Got, I, I've got five. Uh, the green on five, especially. Five is just an ugly brute that makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah how many tournaments are we going to have where the leader bogeys five all four days? I mean, Tiger <laughs> did in, in 19. I mean, it, it's almost you got to get birdies on two and three, and three played hard on, on Sunday, but you got to get a couple birdies there because you know you're going to bogey five, and then you want, you yeah. know, I mean, it's just 
the, the yeah. green is almost the whole, impossible. The entire hole, from the tee to the green, yeah. it's a, it's like picking up an alligator. There's no good, easy yeah, way you, to you do it, the, you know? The bunker's there to make sure you don't hit driver, uh, and some of them do, but you, you try not to hit driver, and that leaves you 210 in to, uh, to a green where there's two pinnable locations, and they're on the crest of a hill. Right. Ron, know? what would you do? Which hole? Mm. Do I really have to answer this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not listening. The green jacket what is the 237-yard four. four three? Is four, that, that's what yeah. I say. Well, then I'll go with four. Okay. All right, fair enough. We go to hole number 15. Is there room to expand or modify the opening tee shot ceremony in a way that grows the game? And if so, what would that be? I would say that you have your honorary starters, and with them are – also, the winners of the age group in the drive, chip, and putt. Wow. They already get Ooh. enough of their run on there Sunday. You go. They're rolling it up. Seeing if they can hit it Gary Player. Way past our – how about, how about junior league kids uh, hitting, it, hitting it with them? Okay. You know, wearing their little uniforms. All right, Ron. That would be kind of cool. Uh, how about Gary Player's son – People follow oh, his suit and yes. bring any sort of advertising they want. What a jackass. How about that? He's so, banned from the Masters. Yeah. Gary Players. Joel and Ronis don't know about it. Do you, did you no, hear the story? No. Go ahead, Ronnie. No. Tell him. Oh. Uh, you tell him. Gary Players' Gary Player's son, who is quite old because Gary Player is old. Yeah. 50, 53 or 4 something. He holds Wayne. up. He holds up conspicuously like this a sleeve of the brand of golf ball Mr. Player was hitting on the first ceremonial oh, tee shot. I saw that. I noticed that. And it, it was it was something like, you know, Crow Flights or right, some right. off-brand. Some, yeah. <laughs> some company out of New York. <laughs> yeah, right. And and it was it caught the eye of the Green Jackets, and they said, well, that will be the last time you will attend to Mr. Player's bag on number one. It's fantastic. Well, it's the last time he's allowed to be at, at Augusta on the property. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. wow. Ruthless. And, and you know, when, you know when they did it. Is, is so syrupy. <laughs> and the broadcasters say. That's a good point. That's a good point, Ghoul. But, I, you know, the time that it was shown is, you know, they're, talk, they're introducing Lee Elder, and they're going on and on and on about him. And this jackass has this. Sleeve stick. I mean, who would do something like that? And, and Maybe is, Gary Player's it. son, who's yep. a self-promoting fool. <laughs> sued his dad, right? He sued his dad he for five million dollars. No, that's another son. Oh that's my his God. estranged oh. son. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How come the Player family is not a sitcom? Can we make that into a sitcom? <laughs> <That'd> be great. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> I tell you, my sons are not appreciating the incredible strength I've kept through the years by working out maniacally. Yes. Planting trees. Planting I want trees. trees. Yes. We don't have enough water. I've been a water. I've been a globe-trotting ambassador yes. for the game. And look at this rube son of mine. Cutting down trees. <laughs> I would. I would expand the opening ceremony to be your cla- your icons of the game and a plus one, like an injured military member who's cool. playing golf, you know, like the Salute Military Golf Association here yeah. in the D.C. Jim area with Jim Estes yeah. and uh, my, my boy Chris Johnson. Someone that's worthy every year. Someone that is inspirational, means something to the game. Ladies as well. Sure. To, to bring, you know, <laughs> yeah. get, get – uh, Get what's her name? Uh, the 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 big Brit, the big Laura Davies. Get yeah. Laura Davies out there oh, one day. How about the winner of the uh, women's amateur? That would be cool. That would be cool, but I'm saying handpick it, 
handpick yes. somebody who's really important. And you know why they won't or, do that, because 50% of the people will say, well, why'd you pick that person? Well, then you'll start getting into the woke, sco- the woke scorecarding yeah. of America. Yeah. You've been two years without somebody of color. What's going on here? Or whatever. Yeah, okay. Or right. you slip in an exploding golf ball on one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Or or yeah, you or you have Jack uh, have a whoopee cushion in yeah. his pocket. Yes, exactly. No, no Jack. Does the first team prank. It'd be the yeah, first team like, prank. Yeah. Like, what's it gonna be this yeah, year? Exactly. Nobody knows. <laughs> Gender reveal on the yeah. golf ball. Right. Right. Increase viewership. Hole number sixteen on the quick nine back nine. Hearing the roars on Sunday and feeling the heat is a crucial part of the overall Masters vibe and experience. Will there be a small mental asterisk? In your mind, hung on these past two champions in 2020 and 2021. Yes or no? No. Okay. No. Win is a win is a win. Correct. It is, in, but it's in, unfortunate. In two, years we won't, we, we, two years we won't remember. It'd be like saying, well, that's the year Tiger was out because of the accident. So we, we just won't remember. I remember. I that. will remember. I remember stuff. Forever. Yeah. And I don't think it's the same. Yeah. But – it, they still won. Okay. Uh, hole number 17. Ron, are you in on that? I don't think I No, I'm answer. good. I, okay. say, I say yes. Hole number. Say no. oh, oh, okay, good. All right, you're with me on that. Hole number yeah. 17. If you won the green jacket, what places would you proudly wear it around to? <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. Home Depot. I would be in Chipotle uh, like I was tonight. Yeah. Green jacket. <laughs> My Sir, where did you get that jacket? Well, I'm the Masters champion. I don't know if you watched on yeah. Sunday, but... Yeah. Uh, I definitely like a decky. I'd wear it through the airport. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't let that thing out of my sight. Ron? Yeah. I'd take it straight to Taco Bell and just <laughs> sit down and have my usual six crunchy tacos, extra cheese. Solid. Oh. Isn't that a Bubba, yeah. Cole, a Bubba Watson move? There? Yeah. Didn't he go to... I'd be, afraid, I'd be afraid to spill Six something. crunchy, on. extra cheese. How about that? Six right. crunchy, extra cheese, yes. three hot sauce per taco. I don't wow. mess around. Holy smokes. Hot or, or you go super spicy? Uh, well, too hot. This is no joke. Too oh, hot God. and one of the fire. We got some, we got some that is a, rigid. And then, and then guess what? I'd wear it straight into the bathroom afterwards. <laughs> You'd have to. You better hope you can run fast with a jacket on. <laughs> All right, finally, hole, hole number 18. Do you think you will ever play Augusta National? And if so, do you have a plan? How hard are you going to try before you're dead to get on? I do not believe in trying for anything in life. I just believe in living properly, and you'll get there. And I do not believe I'll ever play there. <laughs> Good one. Yep. Roddy? Uh, I think I can say this. Um, I Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um I think that that would be my wish. No, you no, you're no, you're typical. You're what? not a hard case. That's for oh, kids who are sorry. dying. You son of a bitch. Not sorry, not I think tacos. I can say it. Say okay. it. <laughs> it. I didn't say it with humor. I just I was trying to be serious. But right, I on a serious, on a serious note, Ron. Yeah, if I, had I will to, play. Yeah. I will play Augusta. By the way, if I if I had to bet five bucks on who in our group would play it, it would be on Ron. Yes, yeah, I would. John no Gould, what about you? Yeah, um, you know, I, I told my wife when we got married, I said, uh, you know, hey, if I ever get a call, I don't care what we're doing, you know, I'm going. I'm, I'm going, I'm taking the call, and I'm going when they say. But, you know, and I know a lot of people who played, and I know a lot of people, you know, in Easy Go and Club Car and their headquarters in Augusta, but I just, I don't think I'll, uh, it's a pipe dream to think that. Well, I'm here's a question for you really quickly. If you're officiating a tournament and you know that one of them is a member 
and you give him an, a good ruling in hopes of playing, would you do that? You'd be like, oh, this guy's a member of Augusta. No question, because if, if he's the guy I think he is, I know what I'm saying is there's no no question I would not give him a good ruling. I would give him yeah. the, the proper ruling because if he's really the guy I think he is, he's going to appreciate that more than me sucking up to him. By All right, we're, we're on the, the clock thanks to Ron's additional. He can't hear <laughs> can't hear the out music, I guess, yeah. but that's okay. Uh, I think I got a 10% chance and I'm going to give it a try, but I'm not very hopeful. All right, final segment coming up next on the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golf Dumb. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, airborne. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who still don't know the difference between red stakes, yellow stakes, and white stakes. Except they're all bad. They are all bad indeed. Welcome back. Final segment here. And we go around the horn and let everybody toot their own horn, starting with John Ronas. <laughs> Let's brag a little bit about our boy, John Ronas, golf coach at Loudoun County High School, the Raiders. The no, Raiders. We're, not the ra- we're the captains. Oh, that's right. You changed we're the, the name. Okay. Yeah, we're the captains. Tell me, how did your team do yesterday? Our team uh, a week ago won the district championships for Dallas districts huzzah, by five strokes, huzzah. and then yesterday we won the regional yes! championship. Nice. Yes, congratulations! By Seventeen coach. strokes, seventeen shots. Yep. that's it. And uh, yeah, and uh, so we will play. <laughs> I had you guys <laughs> minus is, eighteen though. This is unbelievable. I know that's the problem. <laughs> we play the state championship, which is now down to just four teams. Um, in at Glen Rokey Country Club. Literally, a th- stone's throw from Tennessee. Yeah, wow. that is so far down. So far you f- away. <laughs> you chuck the rock, it lands in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, you're but in Virginia. I'm, I'm so looking forward yeah, to it. The team earned it. The whole team. It hasn't happened for a long time at the high school. How so many years have you proud. been coaching? It's my fourth. Fourth year. That's great. Yep. And what was your Ronis, secret? You- what was your secret? Did you say? <clears throat> so could you maybe score lower? Yeah. And they go, yeah, coach. You know, sure. the, the honest secret for all these kids is to try to get them to think that it's just another day of golf, but also give them a sense of urgency and team for golf, where you have some kids who will start to go off the rails a little bit, and I have to stop them and say, your team score matters. An 81 matters more than an 82. So you have to keep grinding until mm-hmm. the 18th hole. And so even though they know they might not win that day and shoot 71, they got to shoot the 76 right. or the 78 for me. So that's the only thing that a coach does out there besides Ronis, you know, do you have Gatorades to, and pretzels. Ronis, do you have to drive them down to this golf course, to the finals? I do. In but, like a team van? Well, I'm taking the Suburban from the high school, but uh, most of them are actually going to go down with their parents. But I have a tee time at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I have to leave the house at 6 a.m. To drive down to Tennessee, that far, and then yeah, and then play. But you know what? I can't be more excited. This is the one I love. This really more than anything, honestly. It brings me back to college the, days, and I just love. Why they pay you the big bucks? Huge, John. Money, you got to you got to pull the money. Frank Funk that Ron has told us about. You you drop them off and you go play uh, Bristol uh, <laughs> Golf Club, and then come back and pick them up and see, yeah. pick up the trophy. Say good, good luck, luck, boys. Unfortunately, the parents are actually there, so. <laughs> I can't just say. I'll be back in four. <laughs> well, well, congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. 
Appreciate that's, it. That's fantastic. Uh, Ron Thomas, what's in your world these days? Uh, you know, I have started, I talked about this on the show, but I have started playing in Virginia State Golf Association events uh, because of my membership at the Williamsburg Golf Club. Thanks to John Gould. He did not get me into the club, but he introduced me to the club, and I love it. And as a result, uh, I get to play in these Virginia State events. And I'll tell you what, the VSGA knows how to run a golf tournament. Uh, Better John than the Gould, MSGA? No, different. This is more towards okay. the amateur. All right. Um, but they know what they're doing. They have these one-day events, and I have played in two so far. I finished second and second so far, so I'm happy. I've nice. got a little 73, 72 back-to-back. Back. Thank you. And I've got a couple more coming up next week, and then we kick in the Middle Atlantic and then the Washington Met and the Maryland State. So I'm playing in four associations, and uh, I Man. can't wait. I, I cannot get enough of the game. I can't. I I've it. never wanted to practice more. I've never wanted to play more. I have never wanted to be around the game more than I have, and I'm 51 years old, and I can't get enough of it. We are so so fortunate in this area to have those organizations, and I will tell you, all of them are great. People at the top that run it, uh, you know, I just know Cumberpatch so well, and he's such a ambassador of the game at an amateur level. That I, and I'm sure the VSGA has the same thing. We're so blessed to have those people running our organizations. Speaking yeah, of which, it, it wasn't enough to be the mayor of all the Maryland events. He had to be the mayor <laughs> at all the Virginia yeah. events. I'm, yeah. I'm getting to know people. They Thanks aren't real happy you. I'm there, but I'm getting to know them. Great, Ronnie. That's great. Uh, Mr. Gould, you as a man, organization man for the Middle Atlantic PGA, you know how hard these organizations work in these uh, jurisdictions. Want to fill in some more about what, uh, just expand upon what John said there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we are blessed with great amateur golf associations in the area. And then there's some smaller city ones, too. You know, the Richmond, uh, the Baltimore, they have they have some, you know, more citywide organizations. Um, but we are blessed that we, we just have a great golf uh, alliance here. We have we have something called the Mid-Atlantic Golf uh, Alliance that we meet. Uh, you know, we met virtually this year. We're actually meeting at the, at the end of April uh, to talk about what we can do, how we can help each other. Uh, you know, and that's not usual. You know, there's a lot of competition uh, sometimes between the state golf associations and the PGA sections, for example. Uh, you know, we, we co-run the state open with the Virginia. We uh, we work with Maryland on theirs. We're partners in the handicap program. We we all we support their uh, youth on course program. So there's a lot of ways we work together, and it's and it's pretty awesome but and, and john Gould, you've got yeah. the middle atlantic pga junior going right now that's the, uh, exactly what i wanted to get to thank okay. you ron you know uh, especially for winston and, and others like him uh you know this is the time of year i really want to promote our junior golf program uh it's on our website at mapga.com select junior golf but we literally have uh now weekend events while the kids are in school uh we've already had one uh and we have uh we have actually have the girls uh, pure silk event uh, that's uh, 10 days before the LPJ event at Kingsmill. We'll have one for the boys in the fall. Um, but we, we literally have events almost every other weekend in the, in the school year and then every day from the, when the school lets out in, let's call it mid-June, uh, there's an event every day, and we have it for every skill level. So we have a couple beginner nine-hole ones for younger kids and older kids, and then we've got 18-hole for kids who can, who can kind of play. They're more like my, my speed. In terms of skill, and then we got, the, Patriot and then we got yeah, the Patriot division, and then we got our championship division. So you got the Ron Thomases of the Junior World playing in that, uh, where where it's a little bit more competitive. So we've got a, we've got something for everybody. 
And if, if everyone goes to MAPGA.com and clicks on junior golf, they can find something for their child. And, you know, we love supporting them. We love growing these young golfers and, and we're not necessarily looking for college golfers, although that might be a part of it. Uh, but we want the people that are going to play golf for the rest of their life. You know, they're going to be 20 handicappers at these clubs and facilities. And, um, you know, we've got a spot for them. How are we coming out of the winter weather wise, agronomy wise? versus a typical year good bad about the same well i i think the the biggest issue i think we're about the same agronomy wise the biggest issue is the uh the incredible usage of the golf courses uh so that it's not having yeah. as much time a lot to of do rounds maintenance or, or yeah it's a lot of rounds so it's uh it's greens getting a little more beat up it's it's maintenance not being able to keep up because they don't have windows where they can do whatever they want because they have golfers around all the time um, but you know, I think in the end, the more rounds is equaling more revenue, which hopefully gives the, the courses more money to spend on maintenance. So I, I, hopefully, it's a it's a net net win. But all right, you know, it's, it's we've got to we've got to figure out. We've got a, a wonderful invite from a gentleman by the name of Andrew H. Green, who is the president of A. H. Green Design, who wants to walk <laughs> us through the changes, a walking tour of the new congressional, which has been. Uh, under plastic surgery now for how long? Year. A year or so. Yeah, year. Due yep. to open later on this summer. May. But we need. We need to. June. We need to figure June. out when we can all go there. I know everyone's schedule is tough. We've had some stumbles on that, but let's let's bear down, boys, and figure this out. Yeah. I want everyone there. I don't just I, want I already, a couple of us. I talked to to Pete Went too, who's a superintendent, uh, okay. who was with us at Woodmont, and now he's a congressional, and he's willing to, uh, to work with us. To yeah to kind of fill us in on on his thoughts and, and where where they're headed and things like that. Okay. Well, then let's do it, boys. Golf season is here. Absolutely. It is. All right. Thank you so much for your time today, boys. As always, we appreciate it. Mr. Gould, we'll see you out there running events. Uh, Ronnie, yep. let's play you and I before we go to Pinehurst next month. Chop liver here would, would mind playing, too. Yeah, come yeah. on, Gooley <laughs> ball. I'm close Ronis. to playing for real. I'm kick, Ronis, you kick and I some ass. All right. All right, boys. Thanks again. We'll see you next week Thank on the you. Capital Golf Gang. Right. See you later. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts.